0: restaurant unstoppable episode 412
1: stay focused and that i can control where my energy goes
0: are you ready for it factors success stories failures and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge then join eric cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable There is no time to waste in the restaurant business, especially when an opportunity comes up and you need extra capital. Cabbage created a simple, flexible way to get a line of credit of up to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Apply online and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds when you need them without reapplying. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 small businesses. Get started at cabbage.com slash unstoppable and you'll get a $100 gift card when you qualify. That's cabbage with a K. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. Who loves doing paperwork? No one. Sorcery is an efficient online AP automated solution for the food service industry and restaurants large and small are using Sorcery to provide a scalable solution to help them create efficiencies and ultimately grow their business while impacting their bottom line to learn more head to. Get sorcery.com. That's G E T S O U R C E R Y.com. And be sure to mention Restaurant Unstoppable to get your first month free. All right. With excitement. Allow me to welcome back on the show for a second time, a close friend of mine. I'm so happy to be able to say this, that you are a close friend of mine now, a friend of mine now, uh, Jennifer DeRogers. Jen, are you feeling unstoppable today?
1: Yes, you know I am.
0: <laughs> yes. So, uh, <laughs> Jen, was episode 207, and I first stumbled a upon Jen by just hearing word of mouth of this great little cafe that was opening up in my own community. And within like a week, like Lainey and Lou came up like three times. I was like, I got to check out what's going on with this lady and Lou. When I go in, I meet Jen and I introduce myself and uh, it, I asked her to come on the show and she was on the show and she, it, it was such a cool, unique approach because, uh, what was different with Jen is she's, she was successful in life, right? She you did really well. Uh, and then you decided that you wanted to chase this dream of yours, or open your cafe, but you had no, we had a little restaurant experience, but no, no like ownership experience, right? And you're crushing it. And I, I needed to know what, what it was about you, Jen, that just made you so special. And we kind of dove into that. And, uh, we, we, uncovered a lot, but I want to basically pick up where we left off. So if you guys want to check out episode 207, go hit pause now, go back to that episode, get caught up. And now we're just going to pick up where we left off, which is like what's happened in the past. It's almost been two years since we last talked, Jen.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. We're not last yeah. talk.
0: We've talked a lot of times bef- since then. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I know what you mean, though. <laughs> yeah,
0: since you've been on the show. So before we really dive into what's new and how you're doing, let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. Take it away
1: yeah absolutely so I actually just posted about this on Instagram literally five minutes before we started this talk and uh, my, I have three December mantras it's a practice that I've started this month so to be very super mindful of um, having some you know having some reminders mantras are nice reminders some anchors to go back to and I'll just share one of the three and one of those is I am responsible for where my focus I focus my energy and I think that's so critical as a business owner in general, but also in the restaurant world, right? Because we get torn between putting this fire out and, and, dealing with a customer thing and responding to a review and posting on Instagram. And so it, we have to wear so many hats. We can really find our energy to be sort of like uh, sprinkled all over the place. And so my goal for December for sure. And I'm hoping to, um, you know, to really come home to this from now on is, to remember, uh, to, to stay focused and that I can control where my energy goes.
0: Awesome. I love it. I'm responsible for where my focus and energy goes. Uh, where is your focus and energy right now? Where do you think it should be for a restaurateur?
1: Yeah. So this reminds me of, um, another thing that I just heard, which is just spent on the top of my head all weekend. I was listening to a podcast, uh, between Rich Roll and guru Singh, And it's, like this podcast is crazy. It's super ethereal and they go all over the place talking about spirituality. But one of the things that Guru Singh says during that podcast is the world does not need more leaders. The world needs more leadership. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, it <laughs> is so true. And so one of the things that um, I'm spending a lot of time within the Lainey and Lou crew is just working on uh, empowerment and making sure that the team knows that they are all leaders. And that's, that's something that Um, they can all step into their own power.
0: Oh man, that's so cool. Uh, Just recently, within a year, finished this book uh, called It's My Company Too. And the whole purpose of this, the the, the, the theory behind this book is that you have to create an entangled organization. And an entangled organization is an an, an organization where everybody is a leader, where it's a group Mm -hmm. of leaders, where everyone's empowered and educated and knows how to handle situations and everyone's leading from all angles. And it can be so powerful. And you just kind of... Uh, we brought that back. Thank you for reminding yeah, me of that lesson. So okay, I feel like I'm all over the place right now, and I think it's just because I'm really excited to have you back on the show. So to, to kind of like paint a picture for the listeners, um, Jen was on the show. I mentioned this 207. Uh, after that episode, I went and I actually stodged with Jen just because I was so taken uh, by what you're doing and so impressed by who you are and what you were accomplishing. I was like, you know, one of the biggest lessons I've learned on the show is you've got to surround yourself with people who are great, and if you want to become great, you, it's all about surrounding, being on that team of great people. And I was like, in in my community, I was like, Jen is. The, the girl i need to surround myself with the, the woman i need to surround myself with and i learned so much from you and just observed so much of how you were con- continuously bringing raising the bar that's one thing i learned from you um i don't want to talk too much but uh yeah i started and i worked there for a little bit and man it was just so great so i guess let me ask you like where were you then if you can reflect back to where we were when we first kind of met and we started you know interacting together where were you then i guess where are you now
1: yeah. So when we first talked on the podcast, you know, I think I was about four months in and uh, we I think I was still in this uh, somewhat of a state of uh, state of shock because the business was so much um, was so much more successful, if you will, from the standpoint of, of revenue than I had ever anticipated. And I think um, that just came from being really naive and not knowing what I was going to do. So one of the things we talked about uh, during our podcast was we talked about you know the steps that I took to start the business, and and I got really clear on the mission, and that was a big success point. I felt like at that point, I felt like yeah, I think I nailed it in terms of really knowing why I was doing what I was doing, and uh, I still feel like that's a differentiator for our business. Um, okay. The other thing we talked about was um, the fact that I tapped into like a um, you know, an SPDC mentor who was a free resource, um, who had a ton of restaurant experience, but even with that, I only tapped into him a little bit just to like check my, um, you know, my P and L spreadsheet structures and things like that. But I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and when you and I talked about, um, you know, how is life four months in? I think I was just shocked <laughs> that people were showing up, <laughs> and there yeah. were a lot of them. And so we had a lot of hiccups. Right? We had to hire quickly and staff up. And um, I had to transition through uh, thinking I could do it all to, you know, going out and trying to hire folks. And so I know I was in the thick of all of that when we talked. And I'm not sure if that was before or after the New Hampshire Chronicle feature, but it was about the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so we had just such a big push in our business after that happened. And then, um, you know, so since then, Um, our business has continued to grow and, uh, we, we really held that same pace of growth for probably about 12 months. It was insane. So we didn't actually feel, um, much seasonal fluctuation at all. We were on a pretty steady, um, growth cycle for quite some time, which was, um, which was amazing. But also like I keep saying, like I did, I had to take a crash course at an MBA, Uh, myself just to figure out, you know, what the hell am I doing? And then, you know, all the things that I didn't know, uh, became more and more obvious. So as, um, you know, like the finances started to, uh, to be an issue and become super disorganized, I was like, all right, Jen, time to time to figure out how to do uh, how to do this for real and hire a bookkeeper that can really help you get straight. So, um, you know, learning to find good people, hire those good people, put them in the right place, um, make them effective, um, and then um, uh, prioritize my time. You know, that's really been a huge learning curve for me it's helped us uh, tremendously.
0: Awesome. You've given us a good list of things to cover up to so, so far. And one, <laughs> so a couple other things I want to make sure I'm going to write it down so we don't forget. You mentioned yeah. uh, the last time we talked that your biggest challenge, like the, your, or your biggest uh, weakness was kind of being a bull. Uh, and you were evolving over time. And by that, you meant you like you kind of controlled the situation. If I remember correctly, is that, is that correct?
1: Was I calling myself a bull? Yeah, a
0: bull. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to talk about how you've grown with that challenge. If, you've, if you feel like you've given up more control to your team and how that's going. And also uh, the space challenge. You, you moved into a really small space, which I think is a good thing if you're a small mm-hmm. company, because it, it, it's, it keeps your liabilities. You want to start as small as possible so you can have that impact and then slowly grow over time. So maybe we can talk about that too. But um, the first thing you, you mentioned since then, what's changed was uh, you got clear on your mission around that time we last spoke. So take us through that process of getting clear on your mission and how that's had such a profound impact on your operation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew that, you know, food is medicine to me and uh, to us all, but I, you know, I firmly believe that. And so that was a cornerstone of, of why we created Laney Lou in the first place. And uh, so I wanted it to be, uh, you know, I wanted us to be the place to go for healthy food. But at the same time, um, you know, this is, this is something that I decided before we opened the door is I really wanted people to feel cared for. And what I mean by that is I wanted people to feel important. So, um, I was never the popular kid, um, in high school and, but I, but I was the person that took time to make sure that everyone felt special. So I would, um, you know, I talked to the geeks, I talked to the popular kids, I, I, you know, I did that sort of thing. And I feel like that is one of my superpowers that I brought into the cafe to say, every single person has a story, every single person deserves to be seen, every single person deserves to feel special. So when they walk in the door, I want you to take the time at the register to look them in the eye to ask them what their name is to ask them how their day is, whatever those words are for you, use your authentic words. I'm not going to ask you to use a script, but you know, we hire people that genuinely care. Mm. And, uh, I really honestly do believe that our customers feel that they're, you know, they're part of the family. And, um, you know, when we don't see someone for a couple of weeks, we start to go, Hey, what happened to that person? That person yeah. <laughs> Cause we genuinely know them. We know what's going on in their lives. I, I feel like it's such a it's such an important part of our business. And we call it legendary service. Yeah, you
0: know. it's awesome. Yeah. And when I first came on board and when I first discovered you, it's it was really clear that that's what your brand stood for. Your website, mm-hmm. uh, the just the way you acted every day, the way you hired it was it was clear uh, without being written down. But what you did, I think, to take it to the next level is you actually wrote these things down. And why was it so important? You hired somebody to come on and to to. To, to actually have like a workshop where we all go over these, these core values, the mission. And what was, how did that change your business going from like, we clearly know what the mission is, but it's not really committed to writing yet. How did commit committing that to writing really take it to the next level?
1: Yeah. I mean, it absolutely did. And you know what? It's so interesting is that, um, you know, when you write something down uh, like I, I have for my December mantras, It it implants them in a place in your brain that's different than just saying them out loud, right? Mm -hmm. And so now you have something tangible to look at. And I don't know what the psychology is around this, but I know that it works. And then you come back to it and you look at it again. And if you're still excited by what it says, you know you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what happens. Every time I revisited the core values, um, things like uh, raising the bar and cherishing the team, um, legendary service, those types of things. I kept coming back to them saying, yes, this is who we are. Mm. This is what the differentiator is. So I knew I was on the right track. And when we were having conversations in the all hands meetings and asking the team to talk about what these core values meant to them, uh, I think you were there for one of those meetings where, you know, there were a few members of the team that were recommend or recognizing uh, their team members for things that they did to them um or for them that meant a lot to them so there were a lot of tears of yeah, happiness and uh, i know i think you and i were looking at each other like oh Whoa. my god <laughs> because i i actually believe you were a big um you were a big reason why we started to write these things down and make them solidified like they were there on the um you know they were there on the website and They were there in bits and pieces in the in the handbook, but I just don't think they were completely clarified. And I don't know if we were successfully utilizing those words in our day-to-day language amongst the team. So why not, you know, why not walk walk by and be like, oh my God, I love that. That's legendary service. Right. So using the terms and and really getting them ingrained. Okay. So now look at what's happening today. What's super exciting um, about today is um, so for the last six months, I just sat down and finally wrote a business plan. And, um, I was so glad that I waited to do that because I don't think I was really ready. And, uh, so this document really highlights what I think the next five years could possibly look like for Laney and Lou and for me. So I had to get super clear on what I wanted during this process as well. But when I sat down to look at the core values, all of a sudden something shifted for me. I said, "Wow, okay, the mission, you know, this mission about, you know, bringing um, amazing healthy food to people and how that connects to their life and to living a more joyful, vibrant life. That that's still at the, at our essence, that's still at our core." But when I looked at the core values, those things that I just talked about, cherish the team, uh, never stop learning, you know, so on and so on, I had a shift and I was like, "Wait a minute, no, those aren't our core values anymore." That's our code of ethics. That's mm-hmm. our honor code. That's how we are as people. Those are like the essence of us as beings, each and one, every one of us as team members. And so now when I look at the core values for the business, it's different. Core values for the business is transparency, sustainability, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it, it, we're like, we've taken another, we've, we're going to evolution you're evolving which is so cool
0: about writing it down too because you get it on paper and you can reflect back and think about where we were and how where we are now and how we've grown in. But if you, you got to document it so you can, it's like journaling. So you can reflect back and see where you are and see where you are now. And it's so powerful. And, the, and you mentioned like the psychology behind it. I don't know what the psychology is either, but I do know that we as humans drift over time, our focus changes and we get mm-hmm. distracted and we're all over the place. But when you write it down, it brings you back and it, it brings you back to center line and you can change your mission you can't, you can't evolve. Like you you said, like you, those aren't our core values anymore. Those are our ethics. Right. And now you have yeah. these new values, but you, you have to commit it to writing because there's no way you can remember all that in your head. Like, yeah. and it can be so impactful. Um, the other thing I noticed, which was really cool about working with you is that I got to see you during the transitioning period kind of, you're still a, a part of the business day to day. Uh, you have a very solid presence there, but you slowly got, transitioned kind of away from the. Person doing all the work, working in your business to being somebody who would transition to working on the business. And I got to witness that transaction or that transition. So tell me what that transition was like and what things you did to get to that point where you're working more so on the business than in the business.
1: Yeah. Um, I I think evolution is just such a great word for us to continue to go back to is um, I know for my personal evolution as I became more and more comfortable with the business itself and, and understanding, um, you know, what I wanted it to be and and just becoming more and more confident with the capability of the business. Um, so um, that goes to, you know, really believing in myself, my own capabilities as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a leader, but also in the business itself. So um So I started looking at it saying, you know, I think I want to do more. I think I want to have more locations. I think I want to expand the business model a bit. And um, I know I'm the person to do it because it's my, you know, it's my dream. And I can't be slinging coffees and smoothies from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. every single day and expect to have enough energy left over at the end of the day to focus on the strategy and growth. Uh, So I had to make the decision to bring in... um, bring in people that could do the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And, and fortunately, um, you know, one of our one of our staff who just celebrated two years, you know, she's been there since almost day one. I think she came on three or four weeks in. And, um, and she's been instrumental at being a driving force, um, you know, as our house leader in Exeter. So, you know, we've developed um, more organizational structures and hierarchy than probably the average restaurant, but in preparation for... Uh, this growth. So I in some ways, I've probably overhired. Uh, but and I personally will um, I, and have sacrificed my own financial um, needs, if you will, to be able to do that. So some people might say, well, that was not a good idea. But for me, it was a good idea. I would rather go without personally and focus my energy back into the business and hire those people so that the, if the team is strong and and uh, the foundation is there so that I can go off and go do these other things. I think it will pay off in the end.
0: Yeah. And that's one thing I do admire about you is your, uh, I guess, what's the word? Clarity on who you want on your team and just not wavering from that uh, and really you know, making sure that you're finding the right person and everybody that I've worked with at Laney and Lou I had the, the privilege of working with were great, amazing people. Um, I think maybe once or twice there was a misalignment of uh, what both people wanted. Um, do you want to talk to that at all? I don't want to yeah, say too much. Abs-
1: no, absolutely. I mean, I think that's going to happen. Not, you know, you're not going to get 10 out of 10 every single time. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a misalignment is the perfect way to describe it. It just, we want different things or we want different, um, you know, elements in our, in our, in our environments. And, you know, Laney Lou is a pretty special place and mm-hmm. it can feel a little woo-woo, um, to some people if they're not used to. Um, if they're not used to having, you know, their, their boss or their, you know, the restaurant owner coming over to them and saying, you know, maybe you need to go outside and take a couple of five, five breaths. Like, what the hell does that mean? You know, but we teach like meditative breath and breath work. And we talk about mindfulness and, um, and the importance of, uh, presence. And I give the staff, you know, books to read and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that's just who I am. And it's what I thoroughly, thoroughly believe in. And that doesn't work for all people. And I'm okay with that. I was trying Especially to find the book now. you
0: gave me. I'm looking behind. Yeah. To, right.
1: Like, it's true. <laughs> I, I was going to hold you, it up.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think. It was awesome. Um, do, <laughs> do, do work, work. do work. Yeah. Uh, awesome stuff. Um, so I mean, I think it's just really important because we talked about the importance of surrounding yourself with those great people and you did that. Uh, but there's that next level of, of just the alignment of, uh, what you want, and I guess the right person. Um, yes. it, it goes really, it's deep. It, you you go really deep to find the right person. And I love your unwavering just commitment to getting the, the the people on your team who are exactly what you're looking for. And it sounds like you've you've gotten there. I mean, the team.
1: Yeah,
0: man, yeah. your team, the team you put together in the time. I'm like, you have such a rock star of amazing Fair. people, just. Big hearts, and yeah. it's so powerful. They're um, effing
1: amazing. It's it's insane. Yeah, and I think what where we are now is we've decided as a leadership team to say I would rather suffer and be uh, light light handed, light staffed, and work more hours. Me personally, than have the wrong pe- person in the room. And we've tried that. We've tried to be like, okay, these are capable hands. Let's get those capable hands in here for now because we know we're going to be rocking. It's July. We need that. We need that body. But that body not aligning properly to uh, you know, honor code or, or um, core values or uh, culture is 10 times worse than not having those hands at all. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in fact, when we're running leaner. And we're busier. So we're running with less staff and we're doing more revenue is when we are at our best. That's awesome. And that might be a factor of the fact that we hire educated, enthusiastic, go-getter type people that have super positive attitudes. So when the when challenge arise uh, arrives, they rise to that challenge every single time.
0: Yeah. I want to, I want to touch on, that. I'm gonna write it down, uh, talk about the people one more time because I think you bring up a good point. But before we move on to that, uh, I got to kind of talking about the whole, uh, working on your business to work or working in your business to working on it. I got to, to experience the whole process of implementing the checklists and the, the huge difference that had, on the operation, so talk us through that. Uh, how you implemented these checklists and what you were thinking during that process?
1: Yeah, I think by the time you joined us, I think we had already broken the restaurant up into zones, and then we started to work on you know implementation of um, open and closing checklists, which I think is pretty standard. Uh, prep lists, um, guidelines. Now we have um, you know we have you know what to do when you have nothing to do lists. We have weekly and monthly maintenance lists. Um, you know, so on and so forth. And, you know, frankly, those are really just guideposts for for the staff. And I think you knew this all along when you were saying, hey, you know, this is one of those, this is one of those best practices you just can't live without. And now we've put them in place and um, we actually just did another, um, like sort of quality roundabout with the leadership team where we were working very, very closely going through every single line. item, just to make sure um, that the excellence side of things was there. So it's one thing to do it, but now we had to do it well. And so that's, that's just something that happens over time. You start to get comfortable and then you start to relax (laughs) (laughs) and then the bar goes down and then you go, wait a minute, what what happened? And again, it's not because people weren't doing their job. They were just, they're just getting comfortable. So we were like, let's, let's shake it up a little bit. Let's hold each other accountable and bring the energy. And, um, you know, I think those things have been—they've just become second nature. That it feels weird to me that we're even talking about it because it just is what it is. But yeah, but so many people um, don't
0: take the steps to go through that. And you mentioned something yeah. that's really important about—you uh, get comfortable, right? And like, oh, like we're on point. But over time, we get comfortable. But again, it's like writing down the core values, like that. You, when you write it down, like that sets the standard that brings you back to center line. Like, wait, we're we're falling short. Like, when you have that checklist of everything that has to get done every day to the standard to which it has to get done, you paint that picture of perfection and you know when that picture is off uh, and then yes. like it just forces you to go through those steps every morning every night when you close too and it, it becomes habit And you start doing yes. all these things and like you create those those reflexes of excellence that are just yeah. there uh, because you, you set you set the standard and you bring people back to it daily which is yes. so important um, and
1: really like uh, and, and I believe this, man, you are really helpful in our business now that i about this, because I think you said something about, well, I know you were the one that, that brought the whole excellence muscle thing to my attention, which I thought was brilliant. We still use that today. Awesome. But then I think you said something about how um, we needed to make sure everyone looked through Jen's eyes. And that was so instrumental at I didn't realize that I held a high, like a higher standard than most people. I just thought I'm just a normal, organized person. And then when I really started to get honest and clear with the leadership team, they would say, "No, you're like a little crazy." <laughs> <laughs> and I, okay, great, thanks for letting me know. But crazy is how I want it. Yeah. To be. So let's do that. And now they do. They they do see. Okay, what would what would Jen do right now? Like what what would she? expect this to look like, even if we've never done it before. And it's not to sound egotistical, but it does just sort of set a a common standard. And now it's not, and this is, oh, this is so beautiful. I'm so glad that I'm saying this to you because I feel like this is why I can sleep at night. Is it no longer about me? It's now like, what is Laney and Lou's standard?
0: Mm, That's awesome. Do you
1: get that? And that's so critical. Like, that is like a, a little piece of happiness. No, it absolutely
0: makes sense. And I love to say behind every great restaurant, a great person. Uh, and it's that great person that, you know, it, it, it's, it's there or he or she is influencing everyone around them. But when you can get to the point where it's no longer about that great person, cause that great person mm-hmm. has imprinted themselves so well on everybody. It's now us. It's this culture yeah. that we've created and this is who we are. It's hard. It took you two years of constantly showing up to, to get to that level. Uh, totally. And, it's so hard.
1: And, and I think hiring a couple of key people, I mean, I, I, I can never ever say enough good things about Miles, our director of operations. I'm so happy and, you went um, there. Culinary, yeah. Let's, I let's, mean, let's
0: slam on the brakes real quick because we need to take a break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back, and that's a great point to pick up. Nobody likes doing. Paperwork. If you have a growing group of restaurants and find yourself wishing you could snap your fingers and have all of your invoices and AP instantly disappear from your plate, then you need to call Sorcery. Sorcery is used to make owning and operating a restaurant a breeze. Instead of dreading invoices, you'll be delighted to be synced with every vendor. With your new relationships, you can work on negotiating the best price to improve your margins. And Sorcery's biggest Superpower is that they watch the prices you pay across the kitchen from dry goods to proteins to produce. And when citrus skyrockets, you'll know to update your recipes before you end up kicking yourself at the end of the quarter. To learn more, head over to www.getsorcery.com or find the banner. In the show notes, if you mention restaurants, unstoppable at checkout, you'll get your first month free. Yep. To be unstoppable, most restaurant owners require extra capital from time to time. When you need funding to renovate, buy equipment or manage cash flow, you don't have time to track down financial statements or wait weeks for a decision. That's where Cabbage can help. Cabbage gives small businesses access to a line of credit of up to $150,000. Apply online and you'll get a decision right away. Since Cabbage is a line of credit, you can take the exact amount you need. You never have to reapply to take out additional loans and you only pay for the funds you use. Cabbage has helped more than 100,000 businesses from every industry with over $3 billion in funding. Cabbage is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and was named a Forbes top 100 company twice in a row. Check out cabbage with a K dot com slash unstoppable and you'll get a $100 gift card when you qualify. That's K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash unstoppable Lineup credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. All right, we're back and uh, you just brought something up that I was hoping would be able to talk about, uh, which was bringing on miles. Uh, Talk to us about the impact miles had in your operation.
1: I mean, he was huge. He came with uh, 20 years of experience. But beyond that, he came with a confidence and clarity around his own, uh, his own life and what he wanted. He had made some, uh, some changes in his career that were lifestyle-based. So he had just come off from working at a local farm for a year. Um, and uh, that was just something that he wanted to do. So he decided to leave the restaurant industry and go into agriculture for a little while. Uh, for some mental health and just to, to have that experience under his belt. And it it was so phenomenal to meet him because it just was instant chemistry, that feeling of, wow, like you, when I'm talking to him with that, the enthusiasm that I tend to have about the business of, of restaurant and then Laney and Lou specifically, he was able to match that intensity in a way that... Mm-hmm. Uh, no one else had been. And uh, I really finally felt like I had met my match, if you will. Um, and so we had some really excited conversations just around like, what do I want to do? And he was being very advisory at the time. And then all of a sudden, it was like, how can I get you here? Because, um, it, you know, you're my partner in crime on this thing, no doubt in my mind. And you can see you can see the potential as clearly as I can. Mm. And bringing that level of energy on board uh, was... It was the best thing that I've ever done. Oh and, man. It was I mean, like a breath and- of fresh air. It
0: was like, <laughs> Oh was yeah. It. it was awesome. <laughs> and one of the things I noticed that he, the, I mean, he, he kind of, you had your systems, your processes in place. And then I feel like when he came in, he kind of like ramped it up a little bit more. Um, the other thing I noticed that he did was he made such amazing use of the space, which was mm-hmm. your biggest challenge. I remember asking, I said, what's your biggest challenge today? You said uh, it, it's having that, uh, you know, having this small space in jamming so much into it. Um, uh, and I feel like he really influenced, uh, I guess, making the most of that space. So talk us through some of the things he did to really, maybe I should save this question for him. Cause I haven't forgotten my husband <laughs> for listening to this. You have an open invitation, my friend. Um, what, how did he influence, I guess, operationally, how did he influence things?
1: I mean, I think a big part of it was mindset. So he just said, Jen, it is what it is. It's not yeah. like we can just like snap our fingers and A, be in a bigger restaurant or B, have more space. So why are we going to sit here and, and complain about it or, or be concerned about it? We're just going to work with what we've got. Yeah. And, um, and now, and he's also really good at, um, you know, creating boundaries with me. So, you know, I have all, all a million ideas and, and we'll talk about them. And a lot of the times he says yes, but if it's something that he knows is going to push us in a direction that's not where we need to go or not. It's, a, you know, sort of away from our core mission. He's very comfortable with saying, I don't think that's such a great idea. Mm. Um, but I really do firmly believe that, um, you know, he can, he, he's got amazing spatial um, awareness, capabilities, yeah. right? Yeah. Awareness. <laughs> yeah. Um, he understands. So the entire business and he has it in his head. He knows like, Where's that last little package of soba that I hid away just in case? Yeah. You know, he just knows these things uh, to a degree that um, I've never met anyone else that has that type of knowledge um, and detail orientation, if you will. But I really honestly do believe that the biggest thing that he brought to the table was just a positive approach and mindset to the fact is that we are a small we are a small space. We don't have a walk-in. We will never have a walk-in. So let's do what we can mm-hmm. and work really freaking hard to do it. Uh, you know, with the highest quality possible.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: th- so refreshing.
0: Yeah. One other thing I want to talk about with our time that we have is um, I, I remember reflecting back. a a lot of the opportunities that were coming your way because you were doing so many great things and you were being just recognized for your greatness and people from all over the community wanted to work with you. Um, and you turned down a lot of opportunities to open another location. Uh, what, what was going on there? Like what ended up convincing you to, I guess, hold off because uh, you're still one location. I know you're always looking um, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to happen sooner or later. Maybe we can talk about that next, but like w- what made you wait? Why, why did you wait to, to go to, to a second location?
1: My intuition. I I know it'll feel right when it's right. And Mm -hmm. uh, you're right. I mean, even since we've talked last about all this, you know, the, the phone calls keep coming. I just got an email from, uh, from a chef. um, Now I'm forgetting where he lives, but um, from a chef down south somewhere saying, I want to, I want to buy a Laney Lou franchise. And here's like my resume. And I, I think that's fantastic. I have no idea who this dude is. I didn't check him out, but uh, those things are not uncommon. And um, we have gotten a lot of press and exposure, um, and nationally, regionally, locally, and that's really. It feels really good because it's just further, um, you know, just further confirms that we're doing the right thing and we're doing it the right way. I always say this. When the right space opens up, I will know. Like, I will walk in just like I did with Exeter and I will just say, Yep, this is it. Let's go do it. Now, in the background, uh, that's a big part of the last six months has been let's do the business plan. Let's get our ducks in a row. Let's have our finances, uh, you know, in line so that when that moment happens, I can just be the bull and yeah. say, I'm there, let's go. Like, and I don't have to wait or wonder. Yeah. Say, yes.
0: and just For me, I, I remember having conversations around this a year ago, probably more than that now. And just the idea of growth isn't external growth is internal, right? We, we grow, you must be before you can do. And I remember having like, I was like, these are great opportunities. And I remember saying like, we need to, you need to grow your people first. Like you need to, the only time, like I can't remember where I heard it. But it's like you um you your growth is determined by the opportunities you're running out of for your people. So when you get when you reach a point where you have so many great people underneath you uh or under your umbrella, your restaurant umbrella, and they run out of opportunities, there's not enough growth, that's when you open the next location because if you if you don't give this person an opportunity, they're gonna go do their own thing or gonna they're gonna leave you, and that will determine your growth, is the growth of your people. Would you disagree or agree with that statement?
1: Uh I mean, I like the thought of that. I don't. Um,
0: you can please disagree. I, I love this kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think if that's right. My, I immediately want to say I could see how that's definitely true for other industries. Yeah. And I've seen it happening where it's like so easy. Like, I, I, this isn't going fast enough or it's not going where I want it to go. I'm going to go do my own thing. But I feel like the restaurant world, It's restaurants are tough. I feel yeah. like a lot of people know that it's. There's a lot behind the scenes that most people don't know. And they're not as silly to say, well, I'm just fine. I'm just going to go do this myself because I, I can't go any further. Maybe chefs are like that, but maybe not so much in my world. Your,
0: your uh, line staff or your day to day. Instead,
1: I though, I have, I have had um, you know more than a handful of meetings with people that have said, I want to do exactly what you do. And every single time they get the same answer from me. You're welcome to come work for us if you want to learn the business. I will teach you the business and you can go open up your own or you can stay on board and go open up another Laney and Lou. Um, Out of uh, those handful of people, only one person has actively taken me up on the offer. And then, you know, I think she, after about three weeks, she decided to leave. She said, like, I, in in tears, I love Laney and Lou. I love the team. I just don't think this is for
0: me. Mm, It's a lot of hard work. And if you can be that person to open the eyes of somebody who just, who thought that this this was their dream and you show them the reality of their dream and well, lo and behold, it's not my dream anymore. Uh, Plus just your mission, like you said, is to help people live vibrantly, to help people live a healthy uh, lifestyle where they can eat good food and feel good and just live that wild, adventurous life. Right. Um, But by helping other people, by teaching them what you know, about about the mission you can then you're you're still serving the mission by them taking what you what you're doing and bringing it to another community i mean that's the mission is is you know living vibrantly and living to the fullest potential that you can live to towards and it doesn't have to be under your brand if you're influencing somebody else go do something just as great as what you're doing then awesome right yeah
1: that's the ripple effect in Mm -hmm. fact um you know we as part of our process of writing the business plan and getting super clear on who we are have have moved away from calling ourselves a community cafe. We're now calling ourselves an inspired eatery. Nice. Um, but beyond that, we believe that Laney and Lou, yes, okay, we, we are a place where people come to eat. So we're a restaurant, but we believe in a bigger way, we're actually a support system for people. We're a launching pad for people. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we're a launching pad for our staff as well. And um, in fact, we have uh, one on staff right now who is getting her health co- coaching certification. I mean, I hope that she stays with us as long as she possibly wants to and and continues to grow with us as part of our leadership team. But if she came to me and said, Jen, my, my health coaching business is ready to rock. I'm leaving to go do my own thing. I would celebrate her to do that. You know what I mean? And I would send people her way. So that's, that's really, um, you know what I hope we can do.
0: Awesome. Jen, this has been a great conversation. I I do want to pull some, um, I guess, recommendations out of you, uh, if you will, maybe some tools and some resources that you might've come across in the past two years that you've really leveraged and have really impacted your operation. Can you think of any tools that you want, would want to share, uh, that you've gotten great results from using?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, one that comes right away is that we are, um, we're, we're, I've used restaurant.com a lot just for like restaurant
0: com or restaurant.com
1: restaurant com. Okay. Sorry. Restaurant com just for like, you know, crap templates. that I didn't want to spend a lot of time thinking about where I can just get a quick mm-hmm. resource and then, uh, get it to be what I want it to be. Um, we're currently getting, um, river and, um, Asana or Asana, depending on who you talk to, those two apps up and moving for team communication, the streamline communication, action item list, project development, which I'm super excited about. Because we are such a multifaceted business, we're taking that uh, further down the line um, in terms of uh, lifestyle um, type stuff. I do think that's going to be a great thing for us. And then um, I just actually recommended the whole leadership team read John Gordon's um, positive um, leadership book, and that's J O N Gordon. It, all of his stuff is amazing, and uh, you know, besides, of course, listening to your podcast, I, I can't I can't recommend uh, finding mastery um, high enough because. You know he, he goes out, he talks to uh, leaders and CEOs from all over uh, the country, all over the world, but really hones in on the power of motivation and how to, how to drive excellence out of your team. And um, so I, I've gotten a lot of pearls of wisdom from him, as, for sure.
0: I have not heard of that book yet, so I'm happy you put it on my radar. It will be downloaded on my phone soon, that's for sure. And did you say River? Was that one of the resources?
1: Yeah, it's R-Y-V-E-R.
0: Okay. And River. that's another, like, uh, I guess, a uh, like group project, like, a kind of like, like yeah, Asana, a good communications
1: different. tool. So we're just getting that up and rolling, but I feel really positive about it. We've tried to do it through, uh, Facebook, uh, yeah. groups and, and that's just really, a really lousy way of communicating and communication is just such a really, it's such a powerful thing yeah. for us. So, and, um, I'm actually about to start, uh, weekly video messages to the team as well. Cause nice. nothing drives me more nuts about the restaurant world and only being able to get the the team together, yep. on a, you know, quarterly or, you know, whatever.
0: How are you going to deliver sort of those messages, those video messages
1: through, I'm hoping to deliver them through river.
0: Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, so that was restaurant Asana river in John Gordon's positive leadership. Um, and restaurant past sponsor of the show. I think that is uh, one resource everybody should get, even if they think they have it all figured out because they, they might discover something that is being done a better way and you can just find so many efficiencies using that resource and it's $30 a month. Get in there. Find out what you need, make the most of it. You don't have to be a member forever. Um, yeah. but you know, there's great resources that the webinars they're constantly putting out. Jim Laub is a great guy over there. Uh, and he's just done a lot to support my podcast and I want to make sure people are aware of what he's doing over there cause it's a great resource. Um, Hmm. I don't know if there's anything else we need to talk about. I feel like we've hit a lot of the, the, the um, good stuff. So I guess, let me ask you this. What's on the horizon.
1: Well, I'm hoping location number two is on the horizon. (laughs) Uh, I really, truly, honestly do. But until that time, um, and actually, uh, we were just talking about Michael Gervais and finding mastery. But one of the things he talks about is, and I think this is so pertinent to the the restaurant world, is that, um, you know, we we tend to be at like a sprint always. You know, we're really working hard all the time, right? And it's really important, though, for us to sit back and, and recover. Awesome. So I've been thinking about this idea of, um, you know, creating more space in my life for recovery and rest. And so, and you know, it's December, it's, it's slow, frankly, it's slow at the cafe. Um, and so this is a really great time for me just to, to quiet down and slow down and take a break. It's hard for me to do it. Cause we are running a hundred yeah. miles an hour all the time. It feel, you feel lazy. Yeah. You've <laughs> got to recharge.
0: You've got to rejuvenate. <laughs> Um, before we say goodbye, I do want to say thank you, Jen, uh, for the influence you had on me. Uh, just that time I got to spend with you that, that almost a year, I think it was like six months or seven months. I was with you and Laney and Lou, you really helped me figure out myself. And I've always known my strengths were in the front of house. Like, and I didn't really have a lane at Laney and Lou because i I've always been that front of house, the, that, um, uh, major D, uh, you know, touching tables type person It had a fast, casual, Restaurant, like, it's really hard to have a role specifically for that. So I had to get out of my comfort zone a lot, uh, on the line. And, um, you know, you said something to me that really helped. And it's like, you are your, you know, whatever you need is like within you already, right? And if, if you say that you can't do something, you're going to be the only person getting in your way. And that's something I struggled with. I used to get so frustrated, uh, on the line. It's not one of my strengths, uh, but you really helped me realize just the power of, uh, I guess knowing that you are your own biggest obstacle, uh, and it, it might not seem like it, but you did have an influence on me and I did hear you and I want you to know that. And you really did help me out.
1: Oh, thank you. I I'm so proud of you too, because I feel like you really, you left with an intent to make a big difference and to blow up your business. And I've seen you do it and it's, It's such a pleasure to watch from afar. I'm super proud of you.
0: Thank you, Jen. Well, I mean, I I know we're going to be friends forever. And uh, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Maybe two years from today, we'll get you back on the show to see what it's like to go from one location to like five locations. Uh, Um, And we'll see what happens. Let's do it. (laughs) All right, Jen. (laughs) uh, Actually, anything we're forgetting? contact information if somebody wants to come join your team if they're mm-hmm. in like the new hampshire area or they they are passionate about health food and creating a fast casual health health concept restaurant um what's the best way to connect with you to learn more about what you know or maybe to join yeah your team.
1: yeah sure so you can find me at that's laneyandlu.com that's dot ucom and you can email me at hello H E L L O at Laneyandloo dot com. So awesome. those are the two two places, and you can connect to all of our social media through our website, et cetera. We like to look at beautiful food and <laughs> people having a good time.
0: <laughs> awesome. This is episode four twelve, Head of Order Restaurant Unstoppable com slash four twelve for a summary of today's conversation plus a link to all the tools that Jen recommended and Jen, um Thank you so much for your time, your knowledge, your positive energy. Uh, there is no questioning you are unstoppable.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Man, that was a good episode. I knew it was going to be too. Jen Droeger just had such uh an impact on me and the way I see the world. And I, I knew one episode with her was not enough. I wanted to get her back. And really, my time, my, my eight or nine months spent at Laney and Lou just observing being a fly on the wall, it was so cool to see somebody with such potential uh, go through the motions. The motions, I learned so much about interviewing other successful restaurateurs and that, that process of, of evolving, you know, removing yourself from the day to day and empowering other people and, and giving them the systems, the processes, the tools to be successful. I got to witness it. Uh, the, the power of surrounding yourself with an incredible team. I got to see her process uh, of just being selective and really being, um, clear on who she wanted to surround herself with, the, the kind of person she wanted on her team and not settling for anything else. Uh, there's so many great things I learned from this, this woman, but, uh, the, the really cool thing that she taught me was just that, that power. Of that self doubt, and self doubt is your biggest, uh, I guess your biggest threat, your biggest hurdle to get over. If you if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. And you you got to believe in yourself. Um, and she really did help me see that. So thank you, Jen, for that. And um, like always, guys, please do reach out to me if you can think of somebody I should have on the show, or if you need a topic covered uh, we'll get an expert on the show to cover those topics uh, you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram Twitter are the best ones uh, Facebook slash restaurant unstoppable Instagram Twitter Eric catch Tory. keep those five-star reviews on iTunes and stitcher radio coming man I had such a great string of reviews the past couple of days days and guys honestly those reviews really helped me uh, with showing up uh, seeing that my work is helping other people and to get that feedback that positive feedback is this it keeps you showing up so thank you so much if you did leave that one of those reviews and um i do accept donations so every little bit helps head over to com slash support but the best way guys the best way to support the show is simply by sharing it with somebody you know who's aspiring to be great in our industry if you know anybody who's this, needs a little, maybe a pick-me-up or they they just want to do awesome things that like you're the average of those you surround yourself with and you can't do until you become so you, you've got to be before you can do and the people i'm talking to they will help paint the world in a light that will just help it make sense and just to, to see the the world through the lens these people see it through and to to Pick up on their values and their habits and their characteristics. You, you can become the average of the people I'm listening to if you allow yourself to be influenced by them. So, that is really the best gift that you can give somebody this holiday season is share this resource with them, please. And um, what else? Anything else? Um, I am doing one on one chats. If you guys need a pick me up or just uh, if you want me to help you connect with the past guests, or maybe you just want somebody to brainstorm with set up a free one-on-one 15 minute chat. I love those conversations. I really do like connecting with my, my listeners. Uh, And I think that's good for today. Thanks so much for sticking around this long until next time. Peace out.